Thank you so much, BBS Radio, and welcome to all of you listening in through BBS Radio. Happy Sunday. Today it is November the 14th, 2021. We have Winfrey and Terry Brown with us, and during this show we do connect with sources from the higher realms, from the other side of the veil. I hope you will find this interesting, and uh, please check it out and take it from there. And as usual, this is a simulcast for the conference call. We had more people join in here in the last minute. I welcome you all, and if you want to, feel free to say your names and locations. Joy Square. Welcome, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, hey, hey. Janine. Welcome, Janine. Hi, Janine. Hi, Janine. Hello. And when you're back? Joe. Joe, Welcome, Jody. Hi, Joe, team. Welcome back, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. And we're on, BBS, we're on BBS radio now? Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We were just he discussing he the best way to save the world. Oh, well, good He's idea. Hello. That happened to me before, too. I, I was the only one on the call, waiting and waiting. <laughs> So the things are off, and we're all here. And uh, when do you want the recorder to start? Yes, please. All right. Let me first. Is, the, is today is today November fourteenth? That is correct. Okay. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Here we go. The recording has started. Good morning, everybody, and everybody on VBS. It is November fourteenth. 2021, Winfrey and Terry Brown in Sedona, Arizona. And every Sunday morning at this time, we do a conference call, which is broadcast on BBS radio, where we talk, we call them sources, um, intelligences in higher dimensions. And the intelligences we're communicating with explain that they don't have bodies, they're pure energy units, that they are, they existed before there was a physical universe. That's a long time. And they also created the physical universe. We've had thousands of conversations with them, and they've let us in on some information about how the universe works, how everything is put together, how it evolved, how it got screwed up, and what we can do to help fix it. And their communications are very wise. They also tell us how to keep ourselves above the waterline during this period of time when so many things are breaking down. And... Um, so many 
people are concerned about, we'll call it a negative force in this realm, or a negative group that does not have the best interests of humanity at heart and would like to sabotage us. So this is a very special time in the evolution of our planet. And um, I'm going to pick a topic and I'm going to be talking to Terry Brown, who is a channel. And they're able, I'm not actually talking to her, I'm talking to them through her. And she has brought through thousands of sessions here. And Terry, would you like to say hello on your human side? Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, uh, I go into this, and uh, I don't like to uh, know ahead of time uh, what's going to happen, because if then I um, think about it, and I don't want to think about it. I just want to um, get online and make the connection. And uh, what I do is channel uh, a combination of the Va, the aspect of the Ra group, and an aspect of the Elohim group. And they, they're able to bring in information, uh, answers to questions, uh, take a look at things. And uh, sometimes I don't remember, uh, and sometimes I have some memory of the answers and the things I'm bringing through. So it's an exciting journey. Thank and you. And it makes an exciting journal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. So today I don't know what we're talking about either. And I I have an idea of a couple things. But I thought I would try doing what Carla Rucker does or did on her Sunday call. So she, Carla Carla is the person who channeled the law of one, which is the premier discussion of the Ra group. The Ra group is a group soul of individual souls that graduated this realm, that got off the wheel of reincarnation. And and she she and I and Terry became really good comrades. She was she was a co-host on this call for about four or five years on this Sunday morning call, and uh, and we loved her. Hi, Carla, if you're listening, she's on the other side now. No, no, maybe she maybe she not be. I don't know. But wherever you are, hope you're listening. And let me unmute. And hang on a second. All participants are muted. All participants are unmuted. Okay, everyone's unmuted. And I just want to ask you if this is this is what Carla did when she did her call her, her live sessions. Um, if you folks have some 
hidden topic that we've never covered, and not a, not a specific question, but a topic that you'd like me to cover today. Catalyst. Who? This is Edward Catalyst. Catalyst. Catalyst? Yes. I was just reading it. I know it's... Set guide, and it's great. Give me an explanation of how you how you define the situation as an opportunity for evolution. In other words, what is the catalyst for evolution right now? Everything is in your life. If it, if it affects. You. You know, what, what comes to my mind is the uh, the consciousness of the universe. When we think of the universe, we think of the physical universe, but the universe has a consciousness too, and to my understanding, is the universal, the universe, its consciousness, a big part of of us. As the universe feeds us with our, um, I think, our circumstances. So, like, mm. how, how do we pray to the universe? What is the universe? Is that one entity? Is that multiple entities? Another thought? Go ahead. Is positive AI an inevitable part of our evolution? Is AI a necessary part of evolution? Is positive AI incorporated into our body soul mind complex an inevitable part of our evolution? Like, are we better off with AI than without it? I have um, a concept, but I don't. I'm finding it difficult putting words to express it. Um, but I might be able to describe it a little bit. Um, I believe that the the negative that was holding down humanity has been cleared. And what is left is the human version of it, or the human representation. And I feel that humanity now needs to come together as a whole and set aside um, the ones that are creating the issues in the world and to grow and to evolve past it. And I believe that this is the evolutionary path um, that is laid out in front of us as the human species is now to set aside all of the negatives as if the negative <coughs> were a tantruming child and the tantruming child is smashing up your house. And I'm asking you to ignore that child 
and pay them no attention because the more attention we pay these people with these negative agendas, the more they're able to manipulate us and control us. So it's something along those lines. Okay. I, I also like Heiss's idea about the universe, uh, consciousness, intelligence of the universe, and uh, also is the universe friendly to people, which I've heard. And uh, how, how, does it, how do we work with the universe? Uh, also, ideas of intuition and insight I find interesting. Okay. And, and I, I also think that the people are creating the earth changes. It's the it's all of the upset and the anguish and the suffering that is uh, that I believe is creating the serious climate issues that we're having with the weather system. I think that's a big part of it as well. And if we can evolve past that, I think that's what's being asked of us, or that is our uh, the part the path that we have ahead of us. Um, who is who is the person that uh, brought up the idea of catalyst? Edward, Louisiana. Edward, are you new to our calls? Or you've been listening quietly? Occasionally. I've been here occasionally. Okay. All right. Well, welcome. Thank you. You sound sound like an intense, aware guy. (laughs) Thank you. Lynn, can I make a suggestion? Uh, Well, go ahead. Um, It's Pauline. I was wondering, is there something that the Elohim or the uh, Ra group could tell us that could help us uh, speed up the healing for the planet? Is something that we could, you know, the general audience, what we can actually do of clearing our own stuff to help us move forward so that we can, you know, all awaken quicker? Well, one thing is, I know you're going to Whole Planet Healing, and they tell me that makes a difference, okay? I mean, one thing, I I just say one thing that I started doing. For a long period of time, and I still haven't moved into this full blast. Um, This is one of those things that um, I have kind of a, come see, come saw approach. Should I do this? Shouldn't I do it? But it's about there's one there's one aspect of just holding spiritual energy, holding a loving energy, holding high vibrations in your space. And then the other aspect is making people aware of the negative on this planet 
and their agendas. And there's a huge amount of information about that. It's available only if you go out of your way and look at for it on these alternative sites. And I avoided doing that for a long time. And um, one thing is, if you're going to do that, you have to do it without polarizing with the negative, without saying, oh, they're bad, and um, or being self-righteous or whatever, because that gives them hooks to attack you. So on one hand, it's about putting information out that makes people aware of the negative agendas, which at one point I asked our sources about that and they said, that's a good thing to do in moderation because um, the, the more people that know about their agendas, the less likely they are to do them. And the other thing was, it allows people to pray for positive outcomes around those agendas. The downside of it is it can make them pay attention to you. And um, and how can I say it? Particularly if your energy is polarized, it gives them a hook into getting into your space. Okay? And um, doing a negative attack of some sort. So, so our unity is very important. Our unification as we do this uh, whole plan of healing is, is we're not, you know, polarized. We're really being more effective that way if we don't um, judge or anything like that, just be in the space of love and not judging each other or not even thinking about those kind of the things and just just want to help, but you know what? Well, we also are only doing planet healing, and we're not healing ourselves. We're not doing any good for the planet as well, I feel. I needed to pull away for months just to, to give myself a vow of silence, no, no interference from any information, and now I'm back, and I feel stronger for it, and um, that's the only thing that I'm trying to figure this out, to balance it all out, to help as much as I can, but at yeah. the same time, pulling inside and going in and clearing what I need to keep clearing. Who, who is that? Who is who is that talking? Pauline. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, you know, just to make a quick comment about that, Pauline. It's like we do. We do do a personal healing on whole part. Of it. it closes with a personal healing every time, and. It's like going into everyone's personal healing is almost like, um, how do I say it? Everyone's different. Everyone's unique. It's a very personal thing. And um, I can't wave a magic wand and say, heal. I can't do it. Uh, it doesn't work. Um, but 
I do believe when we, we, we unite our consciousnesses on whole planet healing in the direction of planetary healing, you can't help but have personal healing to some extent rub off on you because it's all one. Well, in any case, that... Yes, go ahead. Um, what what I experienced with the that of the coming together is that healing does happen, and part of that healing is pushing things to the surface that no longer belong there. So mm-hmm. paying attention to those things that no longer belong there is counterproductive. Um, I can what has been very helpful to me and continues to be is to connect with the Grace Elohim team and ask them to be lifted, transmuted, and replaced. Mm-hmm. Who is that speaking? Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Yeah. Hi. You know, um, we've talked about this oftentimes. Certain people who are kind of angelic beings in this realm have a difficult time going into the negative stuff. And I think you're one of them. Other people are stuck in the negative stuff. It's patterns from many lifetimes. And they can't just they just can't let it go so quickly. And um, it needs to come up for processing. And there's no way around that for those people. So when, you, when one looks at an, an evolutionary path or approach for oneself, and if you can actually make that work, then more power to you. But the problem is you think it'll work for other people. And it doesn't. I mean, it'll work for some of the other people, but it doesn't work for everybody. And some people have to surface things for a long period of time before they will finally release. And um, so that process of surfacing patterns from past lifetimes or this lifetime that have been um, big obstacles and created negative karmic paths of some way or another um, is important for those people. And isn't that a part of the healing? Well, you know what? Of course, it's, it's, it's part of the healing, but sometimes it goes on for a long time. And uh, sometimes you can't just wave a magic wand and say, okay, I see all my garbage. Go away right now. I mean, I, my experience is that doesn't work. There's so much involved. There are people that have attachments. 
they have negative attachments. They have karma um, patterns that they that they haven't released, and um, and you can't just say, "Look at everything beautiful. Look at the angels. Look at how wonderful life is," uh, because they can't access it as easily as you can. Okay. Uh, and if, okay, if you get if you, okay. if you try to engage yourself with the person, uh, you'll get polarized with them because they're stuck. You have to move into the place. You have to. My experience is you have to move into the place where the person is, so they know you understand. And then if you do that and you pull back from that place they can track you to a certain extent and it gives them a lesson on not being stuck in that place because many people so like are just tra- frozen create a track to um move on pardon me so it cre- creates a track or a path to move on it creates a path, but you may have to repeat it many times before the person actually can be solidly do it. And you have to be patient with the person because if you judge them, it strengthens the negative side. It's almost like it's the Zen thing of non-resistance where they can move through it and it can move through you without it getting stuck. Now, you know, some people say, I've got to stay out of the negative. I don't want to be around that. And 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 they they can't do this non-resistance thing because, in fact, they still have that same negative pattern in them, but it's unconscious. It's not rose to the surface. Like, if someone didn't have it, they would never... The pattern on someone else wouldn't stick on them, you know. It would just go through them. Does that make sense, Alicia? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Might even so, not be able to notice it because it's so foreign. If it wasn't that's right. also somewhere connected within. Yeah. So when when someone pushes your button and irritates you, and you think they're negative. Think again and say, how come you can't just let it go through you? You know, why are you yeah. stuck on it, right? Yeah, so, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got a lot of good topics. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. We never did anything like this before where people just put up topics. But let me see what I can pull out of those topics and find what's most important. And thank you all for speaking up. And thank you all for being here because this call makes a difference. And, you know, as, as I have learned over time, I mean, when I first started talking to the Elohim, I had no idea where it was going to go. I had no idea how, uh, what they were capable of doing and not doing. And 
it's taken years for me to even scratch the surface of the potentials here and how it works. And one thing I know for sure is they don't, we don't just ask them and they do everything. There's, there, there is an energy, when there's an energetic connection, there's much more chance that something will happen. And I'll give you an example of something that happened recently. And I'm not going to mention who the person is, and I hope they don't mind. I'm using this as an example, but I'm keeping the specifics confidential. There's someone that comes to our calls that was working and had an accident of some sort. And he was working for a big company, and they did it. They did a drug test on him and found out he had a level of a certain drug in his body. And the company policy is to fire someone immediately who, who, who comes out like this because it's bad for their insurance. And... Um, and they asked me about it, and they really expected to get fired. And and then you got uh, the Elohim. Terry was describing uh, um, even afterwards. You know, they basically said they'll look at it essentially. But she said, she said afterwards they were looking at it and looking at all the options of weighing everything and what what could be the positive outcomes. And um, that the person was very well loved in the company, did a very good job. And she was saying they were seeing if they could help sway people. See, they have to sway people. They don't just do something. Everyone on this line and everyone on BBS radio and everyone who listens to a replay, any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive service to others, honoring the law of one, 
to join with us, we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? Yes, we greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We take a moment and we adjust our energies to connect with each and every person who wishes to be connected with. And we don't do it on the telephone line. We do it directly to each and every person. You may notice some of you who are more sensitive to energy, a slight light pink color, And at times when we connect, uh, the connection makes with your um, space and with the physical universe space makes his a light pink color. Uh, If we ever see anything that doesn't make total sense to you, disregard it. Is it only we only wish to convey? that which you can apply and make sense to you. Um, do you have questions? Yeah. Um, I assume you were listening to when people suggested topics, correct? Yes. Do you want to address any of those topics we would prefer uh, individual questions. Okay, okay. So let's let's go to what Heisen's brought up, and then I'll just add some additional questions um, after they answer this. And we've learned that the universe has a consciousness. And each and every thing in the universe has consciousness, and uh, yes. also the uh, envelope of the universe has consciousness. Mm-hmm. And the question was from Hyde, using his words, how do we pray to the universe? And I would add, uh, are we meant to pray to the universe? I didn't think... Well, it, it's an expression of all that is. It's an expression of the one infinite creator. But is there a reason to aim that prayer to the universe? When you pray, inherent in your prayer is your intention your desire, it being the knowledge, the thing that you wish changed, the thing that you would like enhanced. And as you pray, your prayer contains the elements, the frequencies, the images, the hologramic resonance of that that you are praying for. This will resonate uh, 
when you tune, tuning is a big factor, when you tune to see the Elohim energy or the Ra energy or Ra'an, which we are, um, you might say, a conglomerate of different energies that come make ourselves available to um, be of assistance. There is one being on which all is, you might say, written or played out in you can direct or tune towards that. The universe has energies that are moving from the center to the individuals. Um, and this energy can be very powerful. Um, it generally is making an impression on the individuals that it is contacting. You can add your prayer to energy, to consciousness, um, putting your bid into a hologram of how you would like to reshape that hologram and the result. And it will stick back to you. Um, if there's an opportunity for your prayer to be answered, it will be part of the information package that you contact. It, as you tune to the situation and to the higher sources, whichever can make, help provide it, a solution. The solutions will be part of the package that you can sense. Um, and it isn't like all right, I want an ice cream clone uh, within the next hour. Um, but it's um, a co-creation with all the holographic influences, which would be the sources would be who you would be contacting or uh, tuning to would be part of the hologramic uh, package that you, you are taking a look at and uh, asking, um, say, Grace or the Elohim or um, if it's the universe that you, your question is concerning the universe, the universe is very big. Um, 
and it is a manifestation. Uh, so, uh, it is like a holographic manifestation that you can check out, see what the opportunity is if you get sensitive enough for your prayer to be answered. What are the areas of all that is all manifestation that may be able to provide an answer for you? Um, it is an exploration process, or it can be. Um, and and it's not like God give me an ice cream cone. Uh, it's a co-creative uh, contact and uh, an intention for the highest good of all concerned, the most ethical, the best outcome that for, for the greatest number of people. We hope that helps. Could you share how the Elohim interfaces with the one infinite creator? Is it just an automatic interface? That you just—it's always present. Well, this present. is a very, very uh, funny question to us. Uh, it's like the one infinite creator is a separation, a separate entity. That we uh, there's us and there's uh, the one infinite creator. We are all part and parcel of the one infinite creator, and we can't get away from that because we are tiny pieces uh, if you want to get into manifestation that far uh, we're pieces uh, expressed pieces of the one of the creator um, so the one infinite creator is um The underlying uh, being uh, that all consists of, and the awareness, the consciousness, is a distortion, a vibratory distortion, a complex spirit memory complex in in the whole of of the one infinite creator. Thank you. You know, going back to what Hai said, about how do we pray to the universe? Um, is there any There's reason... It's a co-creative to... thing. It's not... Um, it's co-creative. You are making your hologram. You are making your intention, and that is interfacing with the universe, and the universe is sending energy to you, through you, and you are sending energy back, and it it is an opening to let it in, to let the energies in which you would like to tune to 
to connect with. Um, it's not like there's a universe and then there's a me. It just is an all-encompassing hologramic uh, connection. Uh, and uh, it is uh, with you at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the um, God, I had a thought, an important question. Just a moment, and then I lost it. Um, Excuse me. I caught a sneeze anyway. Um, uh, We're talking, you know, there's a general theme in the questions coming up about we want to see positive outcomes. And everybody wants to... As you look at a situation, uh, the situation uh, is expressed in a hologramic um, pattern that you can't see with your um, two eyes. Uh, You can see it, we can see it expressed from our side, Elohim side, in um, energy patterns in in equations, and the equations um, are expressing each equation that feeds into the result is an expression of one aspect of the energy feeding into it. And it creates a result. Um, so you all the information that you are seeking, if you get very sensitive to tuning in, tuning into the situation, tuning into all the energies of the creation of that situation, you get used to being able to look at this aspect and that aspect and how are these people going to react and how uh, are the other people going to react and and, uh, what is the ethics of the situation and um, what are the physical conditions that everybody is experiencing at the time. When you look at all the aspects aspects of the hologram that feed in, you know, you may find your answer within the hologram and the um, information is all contained within that hologram. The potentials, the possibilities, uh, you get very sensitive uh, to that, and you can you you do what we do is take a look and see 
what aspects can be encouraged uh, by free will of all the uh, uh, in um, instrumental in the creation of the Hagan, what everybody's free will. What are there? May be some aspect that is yearning for a solution, uh, and and you take a look, and you say, oh, so that's part of the situation we're looking for, and we can uh, love that solution. It's this yearning we can we can identify with that. We want that to happen. We want that to be a solution. And so, you know, you can send that your wholehearted energy towards that being the, the final solution. Um, it, that is taking like, our process and moving it uh, from the esoteric um, manipulation of um, the um, equations to a simple looking at the factors like this person doesn't want it to happen like there's a, a uh, inheritance issue that somebody has asked for previously <laughs> and what are all the factors involved? You know, what are the attorneys thinking? I mean, uh, did, are they influencing it? Is there some uh, deceased person influencing it from the other side? Um, is my sister influencing it uh, uh, over the... Uh, you, you just take a look at all, all of the factors, just get the lay of the land at the start of what what is involved in this situation and um, what is the intention of the deceased person, what does the will say, uh, and let's say the will says something different than the, uh, the uh, opposing party wants. It's like then you can... Uh, it, uh, add your energy to the energy that the deceased person put into it, and, and this will make that stronger. It's like a calling, and it's not. It makes it stronger, um, not by the fact that there's you and and another person. It it doubles. It makes it double strong. Your intention and their intention. So the um, when parties agree and it's for the highest good, you know, you can check it out and see the factors and then you can just naturally because it's also what you um, see as a positive outcome. You can magnify that you send send positive energy to that, and it will strengthen the final result in that uh, out what outcome 
that happens. Could you um, share energetically what happened in that example I used before we started, where a person was on, uh, on the verge of potentially losing their job? And yes, you can share that. Yeah, we assume that this is um, this this is knowledge that would be liked by the person too. Um, here, um, and that is um, the what we were speaking of, where um, we looked at all of the factors and took every issue, every factor, every um, component of the problem, every component of um, the like individuals and, and their participation and, and what the outcome they should be as they thought it and um, we saw that there was an opening for um, a, a change in, in the potential result. We, we couldn't say that this would be, this could happen for sure because it hadn't happened yet. And, uh, but just by reviewing all of the individuals involved in, in their desire for um, a certain outcome, uh, we saw the potential for a very positive outcome for everybody, and that made us joyous, the possibility of that. And, and that makes it very easy to uh, double the energy on that issue because, or that outcome, because you, it, it's like everybody really wanted a good outcome. And uh, it's not like something really manufactured. It's like something that everybody wanted, an outcome everybody wanted. So it could be uh, um, energetically supported. And and then it was up to the people to decide. And that was, this is the, the details there. Thank you. It seems to me that there were times in my life where I used this principle without really having the complete understanding of it. You were a master of it. Mm -hmm. I can feel I can work with something and think about it. For example... There's someone who I thought might support our work. And I just had an initial positive feeling. And um, then you I can, started... Uh, you can look at the individual, yes. Do you do that, right? Yeah. Well, then I started looking at all the YouTubes about this person. 
And the more I looked, the more affinity, the more affinity I had, and the more I could intuit how to approach them. And I remember years ago, uh, when I was in Hollywood, if there was an office that I thought I could be affiliated with, sometimes I would park my car outside of the office, and I could feel the energy of the office and the people inside of it. And I did that yes, a and you, times. you, It's like you were resonating with the energies of the people uh, that you had similar goals with, and you can create a real nice resonance um, without um, even getting in, uh, in uh, face-to-face contact with somebody and know if the resonance is going to build energy and love and creativity and joy and looking forward, uh, expectation uh, to something creative happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing is, one time you had an explanation, because I've had a lot of synchronicities. And you had an explanation for synchronicity. And since this, a lot of this call is about um, uh, shifting, creating, right? It's like to make something happen in the world, you need more than one person, usually. In fact, even if you have one person, they have to look for more people to make what they want to happen in the world. And that creates a much stronger hologram of change, okay? And so when you're looking for a person and you say, okay, give me a synchronicity. And now I could never say, actually, I could never say that. I could never say, give me a synchronicity. I would no, remember it, trying it, to... No, it wouldn't work. It's beyond that, you know, I mean... It gets too low a level where you are simply uh, verbally saying, give me a synchronicity. The the higher level is where you actually feel the energy of something and and you're excited about it and you're putting it there and uh, your creativity starts to flow and you start to get ideas and... And and uh, this can uh, be mutual with another person that uh, seeks the same sort of thing, and then you meet and 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 uh, have the resonance right there. It seemed like to create a synchronicity, I would have to have a very strong idea and passion for something to happen. And then I would have to go out into the world in random ways, and I could bump into somebody. Uh, yes, when you, you are oriented in such a way, uh, then you are, your whole consciousness is oriented toward it, and you notice that type of thing mm-hmm. in the environment when it when something mm-hmm. is jibing like that. And in, in pre, that was before there was an internet. 
And in present time, it seems like you can use these same uh, processes to find something on the Internet. And you can have a synchronicity yes. on the Internet. Or yes. you, can, you can focus on someone. And these are all ways to make something happen that wasn't going to happen otherwise. Because people are asking, how do I, what do I do to make the world be better? You know? And how do I, what can I contribute? Okay? And these are keys, I believe, to that process. Yes, these are keys. And And when you build uh, your own, uh, your own, Say you build your own restaurant, you go and you're providing wonderful service for people and people love it and they come there. It's like you're providing a good experience. It's a little spot in the world where everything's okay when people go there. Everything starts to take on a tinge of happiness. And, and like if there's, um, the number of spots like this that are built for a family that is a joy to be in and, and excited uh, creativity going on. It, these these uh, islands radiate out and, and make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And I know that people just say, well, if I pray, it'll happen. And maybe it will. I'm not saying it won't. But if you if pray, you the, but if, you, if you want it, if you desire it, if you can taste it, if you can just feel it happening, you know, the, this, these things that uh, help make it happen. And it's very important when you're doing this to be careful who you share this with because when you share it with someone if they are not a hundred percent for your success in whatever you're aiming at their hologram will start to sabotage you it's another thing yes they may they may uh, tap into your hologram and they may see Oh, you know, he's building this, and and and, and you you may be building it, and in your hologram, the excitement's building and building and building, and then uh, this other guy, you tell the other guy, and he's jealous and he wants it and he doesn't like you, and it's coming in on your hologram, it's raining on your parade, it's. Uh, getting little um, leaks of energy into your hologram that uh, are uh, kind of deflating uh, your overall um, vision. I remember in one of our sessions a long time ago when there was not a physical universe and there were a bunch of Elohim energy beings that, you know, we think that the Elohim is so positively intended 
which in general they are. So one of the things that surprised me in that session was where you talked about how you obviously didn't have physical, you know, vocal communications, but you could communicate telepathically and holographically. And yes. uh, do you remember that? Yeah. Well, that, are you speaking about the time we spoke of um, people began to um, want to um, steal the energy from other other people's holograms or copy other people's holograms and destroy yes, holograms? Yes, are you speaking yeah. about that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and that, surpri- that surprised me at the time because we think of the Elohim as being so pure and positive, and of course there was no physical universe, but they were... It came, it came about that some of the Elohim uh, would get joy out of screwing up somebody else's hologram, another one's hologram. Well, will you, we remind you that um, the individuals in uh, our, our universe uh, are learning lessons, and one of the lessons they are learning is, um, does it does it really pay me in the long run to be service to self? But some of the people have to go through that and learn it. Now, did some of those hologram destroyers end up incarnating into bodies and becoming the service to self in this realm? Yes, it is an orientation that uh, some people have carried into this realm. However, it does limit their growth at the upper end of things. And mm-hmm. eventually, all beings learn. Some people learn very slowly. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, earlier I was talking about my dilemma. I do believe that it's important for people to understand what, the ne- what we call the negative elite does. And when I asked this in the past, you said, yes, it, wa- yes, it was important because it allowed... For- as I recall, there were two reasons. One of them was it allows you to sidestep being caught in one of their negative uh, plots yes. and avoid it. And the other was it allows one to pray for the shifting of these energies. And, yes. Um, However, and then, in um, praying for the shifting of the energy... Uh, one would do well to sidestep intently polarizing with it. If you yes. feed it energy, then you 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 target it. You put it in your field, and and there is a problem. It's they have one thing going, and you have the opposite going, and it hangs up in time. So it's just. Everything freezes at that point and freezes your energy into the concentration 
of depolarization. So the to be able to know about it and sidestep it and to be able to build uh, alongside it so that um, you do not have to stop your progress. You just move on towards your own goal. Mm-hmm. Now, the question that I was bringing up is being aware that people being informed about what's going on is a positive thing and then taking the position of informing people that that does have the potential for to be interpreted as polarization and be negatively attacked. Am I right? Well, the thing that is, it's like... If you have, say, you have a media source, and you, on the media source, you put all of the information, and you don't just polarize, polarize it and say, okay, this, this media source just puts out one side of everything. But if you have a media source, it is, it's your job to make things known, then, then people can tune to it if they want. But in, say, uh, the work that we're doing here, we can uh, move toward the positive side of building um, instead of um, bringing... I guess what we were saying is that um, such negative information being made available has its place. And mm-hmm. um, can be routed into its place, its proper place. And then the people that wish to listen can listen. Okay. Now, Eduardo brought up the idea of catalyzation. And I believe the Ra group used the word catalyzation more than once yes. in, the, in the sessions. Could, could the Ra group explain to us their meaning? in the use of catalyzation? Well, um, as an individual moves forward on their path in life, uh, in their day-to-day operation, in their day-to-day uh, routines they move through, um, when they come across any disharmonious situation, uh, then there is the desire to find out about it or to um, handle it or uh, to take the barriers uh, to progress out of the way to handle any problems. And this is like acting as a catalyst 
towards their growth they, in their evolution in that in the discovery process of how to handle all of this and introduce it into the situation, uh, it begins to speed up the person's growth. They need to mm-hmm. learn things. They need to learn solutions. They need to learn how to talk to people. They need to learn about communication. So obstacles uh, that need to be overcome can act as an impetus for the person to grow and learn to be able to uh, figure out how to uh, introduce solutions and handle that and how things work and how they may have uh, stepped in a ditch that they didn't know was there. It it, uh, provides them opportunities to learn lessons. Mm-hmm. Now, Alicia, I'm just going to read what Alicia said, and I think we've kind of covered it, but I want to answer it directly. So, has the negative that's been holding humanity down, as the negative that's been holding humanity down is cleared, and just the human side is left? The human species is to set aside the negative and create new potentials. The more attention we pay to the negative, the more it controls us. We have covered this to some degree when uh, you indicate the more we pay attention to it and we polarize with it and uh, we uh, confront it directly and we, we're, we're going to uh, eliminate you. It's like you're looking at it from a third density situation. You don't know all the factors that are going in. The the negative may be uh, having behind behind the front that is being negative. There's another front you don't know about often. And uh, so you don't know the full situation. So uh, you can polarize with it and it gets stuck and it doesn't resolve. And you, you don't know all about it. You don't know the, there's um, uh, somebody selling guns in the background that's trying to start a fight. And saying bad things about this one guy and then saying bad things about the other guy. And then the two start a war and they don't even know the full situation behind it. Often when you know all the situations behind it, if the people are of service to others, then then the whole thing will resolve. But the um, City of Lion group uh, is, has another agenda, and they are in the background uh, creating... Uh, elite that wish to make a lot of slaves and and they're in the background and you don't even know that the Orions are in the background pushing uh, dissension or pushing the elite to make slaves. So when, oftentimes you don't know the full situation 
And that and so you're up against something that can't resolve because you're not even looking at all of the factors that are causing it. So um um be careful of uh, how you uh, proceed when you are um looking at all of this. I think I think that what you're saying in in relationship to what she's saying is there are people today who are influential, they seem to be very positive and loving, and they're saying and people are taking this in that everything is clear. There's no more negativity. It's just uh, the negativity on the other side has been cleared, and and now it's just important to embrace the positive and move on. And the question is, is that accurate? I'm not sure that's accurate, but if you we take would, it in, we would say DT negativity has not been cleared and isn't even surfaced as to even many times where it's coming from truly. Who's in back of the yeah. the the front man that you never heard of? Yes. So if somebody believes that and they proceed on that belief, they are going to have a more limited impact on shift shifting things. Could I say that? It is um, a function of the equations that are fed in to the final resulting hologram, and that includes all of the influences. The guy behind mm-hmm. the problem, the guy in front of the problem, the guy fighting the problem, um, Everything is within the hologram, and um, one can look at it and see who is for the positive factors and send energy to them and um, see if you could make some dents in in the final result. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, Edward's question about catalyst as an opportunity for evolution. And um, could you make a comment about that? Well, there are some negative people that have the idea. Uh, I'm just going to be a troublemaker and I'm going to cause problems and I'm going to create dissension because it will help people grow and be a catalyst for those people. There are actually some people like that that believe that. But they are building a huge amount of karma for themselves that they are, if they want to get out of it at some point, they're going to have to clear or the balance of the universe will move in on them. Uh, and create problems for them 
just out of the imbalance that they are creating. Uh, <coughs> this uh, there's enough. Um, Within the life in the physical universe, uh, the uh, creation of income for your family, the raising of children, there are many um, stimuluses in that, many lessons that are available to be learned. And uh, the universe tends to present to an individual the next uh, step in evolution and the and the situations that they need to make that next step. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing that somebody asked uh, uh, about this, about the one question people ask, and there's something that I was going to do a whole Sunday top on one day, because I don't completely understand it. And it's it's the topic of I, artificial intelligence. And obviously artificial intelligence start with a computer and something that can process huge amounts of information and come up with solutions extremely quickly and far beyond anything that the human mind the speed of the human mind to process the same information. But over and over again, we hear, I hear phrases like, I was attacked by AI. And it sounds like AI is an entity that, you know, that is thinking and can attack you or get into your system well, and screw your system up. And let me just formulate the questions. Excuse me for interrupting. But I just wanted to say, in trying to understand this, about how this speeding, uh, the speeded up processing of information that a computer um, um, is able to do, which is obviously has very positive aspects to it, because it allows solutions to be found for certain situations much faster. Like uh, Terry is doing an editing of something and she's using Grammarly and she puts the whole thing she's writing into it and Grammarly then uh, makes suggestions as to do it this way, do it that way. And somehow it can look at what she's written or what's been written and um, turn it into better English. That's a very sophisticated operation. And obviously, it would allow someone who is not a, a great writer to write much better and more communicatively by tearing their things apart. So AI is not inherently... Bad, okay? Yes, and, uh, and there is a uh, ladder that can take the spoken word and trans- uh, transcribe it into the written word. Uh, right, right. Which is right, a big right. advancement. Yeah, but now 
the one instance I can point to where AI would be bad or negative is there's an idea that there are nanobots floating around in our space that are being released by chemtrails, in chemtrails, and maybe many other ways. I mean, they could be put in water. It's some kind of microscopic particle that is receptive to outer energies like radio waves, like perhaps 5G could be used to create certain control patterns in a human body that don't come from your own um, volition, but are externally applied eventually with the goal of turning a human into a robot. And is that a good description? Yes, we we wish to uh, pan the camera out a bit and take a look at the whole situation. (laughs) Um, There are very definite good uses for artificial intelligence, uh, such as Otto and Grammarly. And there is imaging of uh, the person's body, and there is the guidance of uh, um, imaging so the surgeon can tell exactly what he's doing. There are many uh, advantages for um, artificial intelligence. (coughs) This artificial intelligence (coughs) can be used to better mankind, to help make him more healthy to help him accomplish and grow more. Um, However, when such things were introduced into Atlantis, they were used uh, to um, work with the human genome to change in in very strange ways, like making a human bird uh, with the intelligence of a human, uh, to, to make a half human and a half pig, which they are doing now, uh, these are not aimed towards making the human race a and the individual more healthy to cope with his environment better, to heal. These are not used for healing in many cases. This is one of the reasons that Atlantis uh, uh, destroyed itself in war. Uh, And in uh, misuse of their knowledge, uh, AI can be used positively and for healing of the individual, uh, but when it is used to modify the human being in ways that take away determinism of the individual, this 
will move towards the destructive uh, a destructive aspect in in the race. So um, some of the projects have been undertaken that are undertaken now by the government or uh, various research institutes are very detrimental to the future of the race. Um, and AI is helping make these things available. The individual spiritually needs to be able to handle such information in a positive way. So when there are negative aspects in the research, um, this can be very dangerous for the future of that race. Can you share with us the ways, some of the ways, that AI is applied to the human condition in a negative way? Yes. Okay. Do it. Uh, well, we give you one project, the various researchers are working on in conjunction with various negative alien um, individuals. And that is to turn a human being into a, 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 a controlled computer, uh, you know, or you don't know exactly uh, the capability of such a human, but it destroys the individual's free will uh, and puts him under extraordinary um, robotic. Um, outcomes and destroys its own total. It 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 warps totally warps its own ability to have free will. That is one example, and that is all we wish to give at that time. I mean, perhaps you don't want to say anything. But I brought up the example of nanobots. Is that one of the prime ways that this is being applied to a human? They are trying to make the Internet um, to, to attack the individuals. It make them um, electrically responsive, uh, magnetically responsive, so that uh, they can uh, begin to... Um, have uh, some of the grace to the um, uh, um, the, the um, so they're all connected uh, telepathically, and and the information moves uh, to to make them uh, a cell in in a complex of others where they're all connected telepathically and 
and and uh, under the control of the whole or the main okay. uh, main frame. <laughs> okay. The question is, what can one do to avoid being influenced in this way? One can take a look at their own uh, their own situation, see how they are being influenced. Uh, and the, the source of the influence and uh, take defensive mm, motions, <coughs> get in your purifier, uh, uh, set up surroundings where um, the, the particular influences um, are not um impacting you uh first mm-hmm. of all to see where how you're being impacted where and and then to do what you can to eliminate the influence in your life mm-hmm. can you share exact maybe you don't want to do this but I'll ask the question exactly what is the interface into the human body for the AI influence. Obviously, AI has to do something to do with electricity and magnetism and uh, receivers, things that can receive energy in the body and control the body in different ways. And what is the interface devices that allow this to occur? Can a human just be in a magnetic field and the be, be, be programmed because they're in a magnetic field that they can't see, or something like that. Well, there is one thing, but then, then they may uh, put uh, graphene oxide into various, uh, um, like into the chemtrails and, and uh, into. Uh, components that the human may that may get into the human body and then uh, the graphene oxide may make them more electrically active and uh, more susceptible to AI. Mm-hmm. So graphene oxide is a is a chemical or a toxic is a something and if it's in the body it makes the body able to receive signals that are more re- responsive to electric, um, like like um, signals of various wavelengths. Mm-hmm. And is five G being used as a transmitter for programming signals? Oh well, it, it, it's. Used in, it can be used in conjunction with uh, signals that are sent out to, uh, like to uh, say, trigger a, a complex of graphene oxide in the body, and uh, signals being sent from HARP or um, uh, various off uh, 
sure transmitters I did seek to establish control. Mm-hmm. And uh, one final question, and then I think we're going to end this session. The final question is, um, are they, at present, is there a part of the population that they have succeeded in programming? There's about nine people that they have succeeded in programming that have become fully programmed. Nine. Nine people? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, is part of the population being partially controlled? This would be the last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are making various attempts, and they have various degrees of success and failure. Okay. And does Terry need to take a break? Yes. Okay. So, Terry, let me know when you come back. Thank you so much All for right. being, being here and answering our questions today. And on that note, I'm going to unmute everybody. All participants are unmuted. Anybody want to make a comment about any of that? Joy and Squim, thank you so much for asking those questions. And thank you, Elohim, or whoever is giving us the answers. Thank you for the answers. Yes. We had an excellent question. Say that. Hello? Excellent questions, Wynn. Yeah, really good job, Wynn. Thank you. Well, you know what? Thank you for... I, I didn't know... I, I I didn't know I could I didn't know that would work for me, you know that I could take your questions and and get into a flow with them, but it did. And thank you all for putting really good questions forth. And uh, anyone else want to say something? You know, when I do one of those sessions, a Sunday session like that, it's and, and, and I really don't have a strong agenda or a, a specific idea of what I'm going to ask. It's kind of amazing because it's kind of like I, 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 I speed up in my consciousness and it's like I'm dancing with them and I can't even remember anything afterwards. And uh, um, I do remember it at some level, but I don't remember it. And um, and I was scared that I wouldn't be able to do that if I let people make topics like that. And you, I want to say that everybody that suggested a topic um, did really well. In fact, there were topics that I had thought of. And I can see how, you, you know, understanding, if you really start to grasp 
this holographic nature of things and how we are interfacing with each other to shift holograms and how that works. Therein is the key to shifting the planet, to shifting ourselves. That's what I see. And uh, it's not a technique. It's an approach. And, and I thought there were many, many keys in this call about how to approach that and have success. And I hope if you didn't grasp it all, listen to it again. And the one thing that doesn't work is sitting there saying, okay, everything shift. I want everything to shift. I want to, I want to know a technique I can use to make the world a better place because it's not a technique. It's kind of like you're making soup. You know, sometimes I make soup or I make some food. And when I'm making it, I don't usually use a recipe. And sometimes I look at like, well, let's see what we have here that I can turn into something. And then I start making it. And I say, <laughs> I wonder how this spice would work. And I put it in the pot for just a little bit in one location. And then I take a spoon and I taste it. And I say, hmm, that's really good. Or else I say, nope, not good. I won't put any more in. So I don't ruin the, the soup with a particular spice that's not the right fit. And in a sense, you can do that with your life. You know, when you want to make a shift, don't... I'm not saying this is always the right approach, but it's an approach. You don't have to put the, the, the spice in your entire life to make it shift. You put it in a tiny little section and see what happens in that section. And then you can decide if you can put it in the whole thing, okay? And you don't have to risk your entire life and make a mistake. And, uh, like, I don't have to risk destroying the entire soup <laughs> and make a mistake. I can just put it in a tiny corner of the pot and take a taste. And then I could put something else in there and take a taste. And, and then I give it to Terry, and she'll say, boy, this is really good. And I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> but I don't know how to make it again. <laughs> I don't remember what I put in it. So I try to, and sometimes I get it. Terry, are you back? Any chance? I'm back. Yes, I'm back. You're back. Okay. Yes. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. We're doing a healing list. If you want to be on this list, you can go to it's a web page. I'm not giving you an email for this. It's in the light dot intelligent dash infinity dot com. In the light dot intelligent dash infinity dot com. And it comes up with a form and it asks 
for things like your email and your name. We're not going to tell people your email, but we'll say your name and your city so they can find you. And this is an exercise in changing holograms. And that uh, that's what creates healing. And they add their energy in as much as they can to help that shift. So I'm going to turn it over to Sija. I want to say that uh, we have still like another three minutes left on BBS radio. Yeah, okay. Let me just say, if you're on BBS radio, and we're going to go over about 10 minutes, I think, 10 or 15 minutes, and we're going to continue on our phone line. And the phone number is, um, let me see here. Seven one four. No. Hi. Do you want to give the phone number? Seven one two four three two zero zero seven five. And the access code is seven seven eight. Wait a second. Wait a second. I think. Wait. 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 I think you're giving the. Uh, oh, yes, you're access, right. right. You're right. Access code is nine four zero six five eight. The phone number again, 712-432-0075, access code 940658. And let me tell you all that um, we have a lot of calls every week. And you can go to the spiritchannel.net and get the phone numbers for all our calls which we have to update because the numbers are changing in a few days. But uh, right now they're giving a forward number to um, with the new number on it if you call. So I assume they'll still keep doing that. Okay. So on that note, um, I'm turning it over to Sija. Thank you. Sija is an... She's in England, and she holds a beautiful energy. And uh, what's going to happen is she is going to go through this list. And um, give the person's name and their city and read their request. And, you know, some people put their name on this list often, even every week. And they're going through really heavy stuff. And when I've asked about this, they said, that's okay. The reason is healing has to do with shifting a hologram. And a hologram that has been in place for many lifetimes is not so easy to shift. And the repetition creates the potential for shift. We're just saying at one time, may not. Repetition is very important principle for shifting in general. It's why if you look at um, our planet, 
even the negative uses repetition to make their agendas happen. And um, so repetition is not a waste of time, and I turn it over to Sija. Thank you. I'd like to call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list, a subject of the healing list, listening to this call, listening to the replay, and or reading a transcript. Isis from Arizona. Assistance with regulating my menstrual cycle. Healing for Joe for the inflammation of his feet. Assistance in helping heal Lauren on his hernia. Assistance in helping heal my friend Angela and her lower back issue. Win Terry, Fred and Isabella for abundance. Love and prosperity. Thank you. Thank you. We place an aspect in around you that all of these things that you have asked for may be interfaced with and may have an aspect of us available to work on each of these things. Thank you. Thank you. John from Nevada. I ask that the massive systematic voting fraud from the November the 3rd, 2020 election be revealed to the American people. I ask that the massive corruption in the U.S. government and the massive fraud and manipulation of the financial system be revealed to the American people. I ask that we will have an executive branch, legislative branch, and a judicial branch of government that will have integrity so that they will honor the U.S. Constitution and honor the will of the American people. I ask that the U.S. government will honor the free will of the American people so that all Americans can choose for themselves whether or not they want to take the vaccine. I also ask that the U.S. government will honor the free will of the American people so that all Americans can have the freedom to travel to any country or state they desire without having any travel restrictions. I ask that there will be no harmful long-term effects from the vaccine. I also ask that all people be allowed to make reasonable choices for themselves and are not forced to make decisions by the US government or someone else. I ask that everyone will quickly adopt cryptocurrencies so that there can be a smooth transition between fiat currencies and cryptocurrencies. I ask that all the above be done for the highest good and greatest good of all concerned. Thank you. Thank you. 
ETs wanted. So is the Anshar DNA what the ETs want? And I'll stop there. Thank you. Give us a moment. Well, what's the first part of that question? She says, please help me find finances for the medical and dental help I need. And then she goes on to ask the questions. Is my DNA 14% Draco, 15% Anshar, and 71% human DNA? We take the first part of the question. Um, 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 can you read one more time, just the first part without the second part? Is my DNA 14% Draco? No, they were before 15, that. Before that, please help me find finances for the medical and dental help I need. 